0: Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jacquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jacquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge, the only podcast dedicated to youth, suicide prevention, and anti-bullying. And we want you to remember that every child matters because that's what we believe and you should too. I am so very honored and excited to have my friend Angela Schroeder on the podcast uh, with us today. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this phenomenal woman. Um, she is an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, a coach, a dynamic connector, a lifelong learner, and she's passionate about empowering people to live courageously. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, but she has uh, developed distinct cultures and teams um, within co- her career, and she has always worked to make courageous decisions to be the light in her own life and the lives of others. In over 25 years of experience in launching and running businesses, record breaking sales, leading highly successful teams, and developing phenomenal cultures, she has learned it all starts with leading yourself well. Angela's sales success began with Cutco knives in high school. I love that. If you also don't count selling 1,000 boxes of Girl Scout cookies each year starting at the age of 10, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, And I've purchased a lot of those in my life. Let me tell you what. Um, (laughs) When she first became obsessed with not just setting huge goals, but breaking records and achieving what others thought impossible. After college, she launched a dance and gymnastics studio and soon added business consulting to her resume. After moving to Omaha, Angela leads a highly successful networking marketing team. She has had the privilege of leading a global team through a pandemic, building a phenomenal business culture, and training internationally to help others do the same. Angela is the author of The Courageous Mind and enjoys speaking to and training groups of teams who desire to increase their success, influence, and impact. Today's most successful and happiest people train themselves to embrace an embrace uncertainty and thrive in an ever-changing world. We all have the opportunity to grow our courage and grow our lives by surrounding ourselves with people and environments that support facing our fears, taking risks, and growing our courage. Angela is also the founder of Courageous Solutions and Strategies, which empowers business professionals to operate in their unique genius and delegate everything else using a virtual team to grow their businesses and lives exponentially faster. And so, thank you. What an illustrious resume. I just am so excited, um, to get into this and I wanted to have you on for such a long time. And so, um, I think it's really important to just start at the beginning, Angela. So, um, you know, can you tell us a little about a little bit about your upbringing and your
1: childhood? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and first, just thank you for having me. I'm so excited Hi, so- to be here with you as well. So, I grew up um, outside of Aurora, Nebraska, on a farm, and um, just had a great childhood. Of my dad um, was an entrepreneur, owned a um, custom harvesting business, a trucking business, and several other businesses throughout and just was really raised from the very beginning with an entrepreneurial spirit, you can do it all. Another important part of my childhood, I think, I was raised with um, two brothers, I had two younger brothers, but my dad treated us all the same. I think a lot of times in our culture, girls are raised um, that fear is cute and it's okay, and um, that when there's a snake in the yard, boys are cheered to to pick up the snake or kill the snake or take care of it, and it's cute if girls run away and, and are scared, and um, so I just think that's a unique phenomenon and how it fosters itself as women grow up, that that fear was celebrated as a as a child in, in girls and not in boys. And I think that was a big difference in my upbringing, that everything that they did, um, physical-wise, challenge-wise, picking up the snakes in the yard, it was the same for all of us.
0: I love that. And I, I also, those are um, such... And I come from an agricultural background too. So um, I think that that's interesting because oftentimes um, when you're from rural communities like that, it takes everyone. It takes, the women have to be working alongside and there's a lot of equality in that, that I don't think is always demonstrated in other, in other arenas. And so that's super cool. And it makes total sense the way that you are so outgoing and so amazing and go getting. And so that's, that's awesome. And shout out to your dad too. So for instilling that in you. Um, So You know, speaking of um, people that you look up to or that you admire, so who uh, was a mentor in your life growing up and how did they inspire you?
1: Yeah, Um, I would say my dad was one of my biggest mentors through that childhood, but then all through high school, you mentioned the Girl Scout cookies. You know, he set the goals for me in the beginning, um, and I didn't like doing it. Um, I tell the story in, in the book of, man, I did not like going up to strangers and asking them to buy cookies. I hated every part of it. I, and but he taught me lessons in setting big goals that weren't first my own, um, but then. I loved the feeling of winning, of accomplishing those goals, and the things that he constantly set right outside my comfort zone for me, whether it been um, selling those Girl Scout cookies or um, going on different trips, Um, and at first I didn't love to go away from home by myself and fly by myself and go to other states with people that I didn't know. Um, And it's funny because all those things that really scared me in my childhood and and in middle school and high school are the things that are my strengths, you know, that people would never know that are my strengths now of connecting with strangers (laughs) and, and networking. But it started out as a huge fear in my life.
0: And I think sometimes that speaks to the point too, and I used to, I used to say this a lot to my students that, you know, um, it's okay to do things and be afraid. It's okay. Because how do you know that you don't like something or that you do like something unless you try? And I love it how you, uh, the example of traveling, because that is for the first time, I mean, that develops a sense of independence. You have to figure it out and, um, you know, and, and oftentimes growing up in a rural community, sometimes that's not something that you do every day. And Mm -hmm. so Um, I, I love that your dad fostered, fostered that independent spirit in you because that's what it truly is. Um, and that's how we grow and, and figure out who we are and what we like. So, um, excellent. Um, so, you know, you are highly motivated, which is obviously demonstrated in your, a fantastic biography, but can you tell us, you know, where your passion began?
1: and it leads back to that story again i think of just instilled in me that drive for success on on little scales and just kept pushing it and and making it bigger and it was always on a little bit bigger of a stage um Another story with going back to my dad is, I mean, he used to, we went to the Black Hills every year on our custom harvest route, and I was really little, um, three or four, and he would have me get up on the stage at the lighting ceremony at Mount Rushmore and, you know, perform a little song and dance. Um, And I, again, it was getting outside my comfort zone, but being in front of people. And then I learned to thrive, and I love the stage. I love speaking. And so it just... I, I got the passion of succeeding and, and striving and, um, you know, going for being the best by him putting little mile markers, um, you know, stretching those. And then I kind of became addicted to, I guess, the feeling of winning and then helping other people win. That's amazing.
0: Um, and I think that how many times has that happened in our life? Because I think back on my, well, you can relate to this, but I did 4-H speech contest every yes. year. And I remember, yes. um, and actually my mom just brought this up to me the other day because it, I mean, if I would have let this hold my, hold me back, it literally would have like changed the trajectory of my life. Because to be a teacher or to speak in front of people or to even do this, you have to be comfortable with speaking. And I would throw up every single day. <laughs> like it was like, yes. so It I would get so nervous, you know, um, so that's also maybe uh you know something for parents to know too that like um just because kids don't like it right away doesn't mean that they they should stop trying because you know you never know and and to really hone those skills is so important exactly so important um so this year this is so exciting you wrote a book called The Courageous Mind. Can you tell us about this and how this project came to fruition?
1: Yes, it is so exciting. Um, so it's actually been something that's been on my heart for years. I remember as a little girl, my grandma lived next door to us on the farm, my grandparents, and she had the best old books, you know, the kind that just smelled old and and this huge library of books. And I would. Um, tape over the author's name with masking tape and write my own and stand at this tree stump with the book open and like I was like I was this famous author speaking from my book and so it really was something on my heart as as a small child Um, revisited it like 15 years ago I was reading this book five things five wishes five things that you wanted to do before you died and I wrote on that sheet Write a book and speak about it, and that was 15 years ago. And just last year, on March 8th, um, I kind of was at a place of stuck in my life. It was, um, a year after my second divorce, and was just you know felt unsettled like I was not really living in my calling or doing what I was supposed to do, and was took out my journal to write in it. And this, the full story is the introduction of the book, but that book fell off the shelf, the five wishes. And I took out the handwritten note and it, it was hard to read. Um, 15 years later, these were the five things I wanted to do before I died. And I had not moved that story forward and just was in this overwhelming place of what have I done with my life? Um, I'm a leader of people and am I leading myself and, um, got a call to go to a photo shoot for clout coffee and didn't want to go, but just felt like I was supposed to show up. And that night I met James Mansky, and he had just gone through a book program and was in the final stages of his book being published. And he told me, he was telling me the story of that and I was like, I'm going to write a book, right? Because I just just reminded myself I was going to write a book. So the next day he got me into um, the book program that he had went through and I started on the journey. Um, I ended up leaving the company I was at, starting my new virtual assistant company as well. So um, sometimes you just need and that's Kind of the premise of the book as well that um, you know sometimes you're in places of stuck and you need someone else to loan you their courage and that night he loaned me his courage and kind of stuck with me as I started the new venture of my life to bring back my champion spirit that I'd obviously had in other seasons of my life um, and so. The book is about that, of the courageous mind and and different things to guard and grow your mindset. And that as champions and successful people, we are in those different phases. There are times that we need other people to loan us their courage. There are times that we learn to use courage instinctively over and over again. And then you can lead best by loaning others courage as well.
0: I love so many things about this, that story, because that's certainly like, uh, was a huge aha moment in your story, but I think oftentimes it's important for young people to realize that out of your darkest moments, um, if you'll just stay faithful and, and listen to your heart truly, that, um. God will put people in your place that, yes. that will show you the way. And, yes. and, um, and I mean, I, I have seen that happen over and over and over again, not just in my life, but in other people's lives. And so for you to share that story, um, is that is phenomenal. And also not to say this, but oftentimes you can make up for a lot of lost time in a short period of time, Yeah, you know, exactly. where it's like you had all this growth, like all exponentially, like so much growth in, in a short amount of time. So it, I just want to reinforce that, that, that you're never, you're never behind and it's never too late. So exactly, um, no,
1: no matter where you're at, um, you know, yeah, you can relaunch again. Yes. You can start over. Exactly. Um, that's
0: awesome. Um, so yeah, and, and since this podcast is dedicated to youth and mental health awareness, um, you know, um, what would you say to encourage a young person who wants to be successful? And I'll piggyback because we just literally had a conversation about an event that you, that you had the opportunity to speak at yesterday. Um, but you know, what is kind of something that you would, that you would tell someone, um, you know, to encourage a young person who wants to be successful and maybe feels like they're stuck or maybe feels like their background um, isn't the best? or that their choices haven't been the best.
1: Yeah. So, um, and I did get the opportunity to speak to high school students, um, yesterday at a mental health event. And I love it. That's high school students are definitely my favorite audience, um, to speak to. So I, I love being around them and, um, and having the opportunity to pour into their lives. One of the things I talked about is, Um, There's a popular quote that we've all heard that you become like the five people you surround yourself with the most. And you can take that and, you know, different people frame it in. Show me your five friends and I'll show you your future. And a lot of times, um, especially in high school, um, people can look at that and then make an excuse for, um, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice who my parents are, who my, you know brothers and sisters are. I don't have a choice who's sitting next to me in class. I don't have a choice who's with me on the basketball team. I don't have a choice who's with me in this club. So all the choices are made for me of who's around. And we reframed and talked about that in a different sense, that it is not the five people that you like the quote directly says that you spend the most time with geographically, but who are the five people that you are allowing to pour energy into your life and that you get to make that choice. Um, We talked about a lot though that for them and they identified this, which was powerful of, I was like, what do you think one of the main voices of that? When you now know it's not five people that you are physically with, what do you think one of those main um, voices is? And they all said social media. Um, And probably two or three of their top five is social media pouring into their lives. And it just was the light bulbs going off of seeing that. But we talked about how then it is the five people that you intentionally want. So let's look ahead to the person that you want to be, no matter what situation you're in, who you're surrounded with at home, what team you're on, look into the future at not only what you want in your bank account, but what kind of person you want to be. And then... To get to there, what do those people look like? Yes, and how can I have those people pouring into my life? Reach out, listen to a podcast every day, um, find a teacher or a coach that's a mentor that you're like. Can can I spend five minutes with you a day? And that that's what's pouring into your life and reframing that that thing that we always say and hear, and not making excuses that you can't change it. I
0: love that. And I, and I think that so many people, so many young people need to hear that, but so many adults too. Cause I mean, you can, you can, um, every day is a choice to wake up and you can choose the things that you let in inside of you, the things you listen to, the things that, you know, you really let into your soul. And so it's so important to, um, seek out people that you admire and seek out people that are going to fill your bucket, so to speak. And I wish, I wish I would have, um, known that when I was younger too. Um, and speaking of that, I always ask guests this question, but, um, if you could go back to little Angela and say, (laughs) um, you know, what is one piece of advice that you wish someone would have given you when you were younger or or it could be you going back in time and giving, giving the advice to yourself. self-advice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I know. And that's hard because there's, I mean, isn't there so many things yes. that you're like, if I knew this, right. then now that you want to tell them. And I have kids that are college students. So I'm always like, I, I you know, I, I want to give this to you. Um, if I could really give them anything, not tell them, it's hard to just tell them this, but to know that you are loved, yes. you are worthy, you are enough. And that's hard to just hear and soak in um, and but we talked a lot about yesterday of that knowing that it's a journey so know that you are loved you are worthy that you're enough but know that everyone that you see no matter how successful you think they are it, that that being knowing for yourself that you're loved worthy enough is a, is a constant process it is never a destination that it's something you know, I'm sure you and I struggle with all the time in ebbs and flows Absolutely. and knowing that it's a process and making investments in yourself to, um, to complete that as much as possible.
0: Yeah, that's, that's excellent advice. And I think, um, I think so important to, to enjoy the journey and that while there might be mistakes along the way, you're going to need to reframe it as learning experiences because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is going to make them. Yes. And so, um, you're not like this anomaly <laughs> that, you know, has to be a perfect. Yes. So, um, it's, it's so important. Um, you know, and as you know, because you spoke at the mental health um, day yesterday, you know, many young people are going through obstacles right now in one way or another and whatever you feel comfortable in sharing, but what's one obstacle that you have faced in your life and overcome?
1: Um, yeah, (laughs) there are so many of them. I would say, you know, I shared in starting the book that I was not at a great place after my second divorce. So I've been divorced twice. Um, and both times also meant, um, giving up businesses and and the dream life that I thought I had built. So the obstacle, like you said, that you have failures and things and, and getting over that my life didn't look like the picture that I thought it was going to look like. Right. And a lot of young people have this perfect picture. They've played this tape in their head and this is what it's supposed to be. And just knowing that there are going to be so many times in life that that picture of what you thought is completely destroyed and it's not like what you had and just being open to that. God has something even bigger in store for you. Yes, that there is, is more abundance than you can even imagine. So, you know, picking yourself up and restarting again.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And also acknowledging that. And I mean, I think even, you know, I, all the guests that I've had on and, and things like that is just also speaking to your point of finding your, your five people or finding people that fill you up is that you know, not fixating so much, which I think young people do. And I, you know, have certainly been, um, guilty of this in the past of what people think that this is your life, that you're going to have to answer at the end of the day to you and what makes you happy. And, um, really, you know, just what you said to be able to, know that you're loved and that you're worthy and that, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to figure it out and, and it's going to be okay. Even if, if it might not have looked like exactly what you thought that Mm -hmm. there's something bigger and better. So, um, oh my gosh, awesome advice. Um, So um, since this is a podcast dedicated to education too, I always have to do a shout out for my teachers. Um, So who was your favorite teacher growing up and how did they impact your life?
1: Oh, I had a (laughs) lot of great teachers as well, but Mr. Monson. Yeah. Um, was my favorite teacher. He uh, was a fifth grade teacher and the coach of a program called Future Problem Solvers. Very cool. And he's still involved when I <laughs> went back. He's retired and still volunteering in the program. That's how awesome he is in kids' lives. That's awesome. Um, but just was the first person that um, really made me believe like, like I had a gift um, and that I had unique gifts. In, inside me. Yes. I mean, I know I had a lot of great teachers up until then that were nice, but just um, he had a, a he had a gift of getting with students one-on-one and letting them know that, you know, they had unique gifts in, yes. inside them. And that forever – I had a lot of great teachers that impacted me, made me um, go towards goals, taught sure. me great things. But that never left, like, that first – just, you know, change the feeling inside me about myself. And so, like, he's the definition of when I say lead with courage, you know, some people encourage you and and give you a goal and motivate you towards the goal. And he led by fostering the courage inside me and making me feel different about how I felt about myself. Yeah, which is... The definition of a great teacher.
0: So, yes. so shout out to him. Um, that is awesome. Hopefully he'll listen to this. Um, so, uh, you know, you obviously are such a goal setter. Um, and and I always, you know, I'm always interested to ask people this because it's, you know, at the beginning of the year and things like that. But what are some of the goals that you have for 2022? I mean, you've already done so much and <laughs> you don't have to like give them all away, but like give, a, give us like some. So. Yes.
1: So I know when I was thinking Thinking about this because I am a goal person, so yeah. you know I have my goals everywhere of goals in different aspects yeah. of my life and in different pods. But um, since we're doing this, one of the goals I'm excited about is being on a hundred stages of some sort. Like cool. this is a stage yeah. speaking into lives in some way at the event yesterday on podcasts um, in a small room in a small group. Um, and because what I love is is sharing the story of sharing inspiration with other people of how many lives can you impact and how many people can you give, um, courage and share that ripple with, um, the happiness ripple. Yeah. I call it. We did an activity yesterday as well. Um, I love teaching, um, young students at that age of, what an impact their words can make in oh, yeah. other people's lives. And, and just a one-minute example a day, I had them take out their phones at the end, which, you know, is a big hit if yes. they get to be on their technology. <laughs> um, but quickly in one minute, send three text messages to random people in their life um, that they hadn't talked to in the last few days and tell them why they were awesome. Oh. Um, something of gratitude or something that they really thought was great about them. In a minute, and then we had a challenge of doing that for the next seven days of stacking it with some habit you already have. Of after you brush your teeth, before your head hits the pillow, for the next seven days, send three messages a day to random people, letting them know that you like them and um, or what's great about them, how they're awesome. And what was great is the light bulb went off. I was like, now look at your neighbor. And everyone in the room was smiling when they did it. I was like, now we know that we spread joy to three other people. I was like, but everyone in this room is smiling because it was a moment. It gave you so much joy to put joy in the lives of others.
0: I love that because you're teaching them and a lot of what you do and what I'm hearing and and what our audience will hear is that you're very mission driven. This is success is defined in a lot of different ways. And I think that young people are so inundated with, um, The financial aspects of being successful, Mm -hmm. but there are, there is a myriad of ways to be successful. And one of them is through impacting other people. And so you're teaching them like how great it feels to make someone else feel good. And that is like the most important thing. It's going to make the world, I mean, truly a better place. So, um, that is amazing. So, um, our viewers are going to freak out and want to know like, A, where they can follow you on your journey. Um, you've got this book that's coming out um, and all of this like phenomenal stuff. So where can our viewers follow your journey on social media? What's your website? All that good stuff so we can support you in everything that you're doing.
1: Yes. So on social media, same on every platform on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn is at Angela Bangs Schroeder. And all of uh, my different website information is on there too, but um, the website for my book that takes you to everything else is thecourageousmind.com.
0: All right. And, I mean, you heard it there, and I'm going to, like, rush out and get my copy, too. That's just, like, so exciting, and it sounds like such an empower empowering book um, that we all need to read. And so I just can't thank you enough for um, taking the time out of your really busy, busy, busy schedule to be with us here today, and um, I really appreciate it so Absolutely. Very much.
1: It was an honor, and it's just great to be in your energy as well. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, uh, well, and I feel the same way about you,
0: and, um... We just have to say, um, if you are a young person right now, um, we are so very um, grateful that you're here and that you're tuning in. And um, just remember that we need your love. We need your light. We have a great partnership at Education with an Edge with the Nebraska Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Please reach out um, if you need help. We also have a great partnership with Boys Town Suicide Hotline. Um, There are resources out there for you. But um, keep positive. Know that you're loved. Know that you're worthy. And we'll see you next time on. Education with an edge. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jacquellane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge, a Huda Media production.